What's up guys, Dalton here. Before we hop into this episode of the PT Coffee Cast, I just wanted to touch base with you and say thank you. Thank you for tuning in. Whether this is your first time listening or you've been rocking with us since day one, we appreciate your support. Every like, comment, share, subscribe, whatever it is, truly does mean the world to us and it continues to push us to put out the best possible content for you guys. Before we hop in, I just want to talk to you about our partnership with Physio Network. Physio Network is on a mission to improve physiotherapy standards worldwide. They do this through their research reviews. If you sign up, you'll get 12 research reviews per month in both written and audio form. Articles are selected and appraised by industry experts such as Sandy Hilton, Mary O'Keefe, Tom Goom. Um, former PT Coffee Cast guests such as Teddy Wilsey, Sam Spinelli, Jared Hall, Tom Walters, and plenty more. They're clinically relevant and recently published, and they take less than five minutes to read one review, saving you hours of work. This also solves that problem that we all struggle with. How do we stay up to date with the research? Physio Network has you covered. They also give you access to a members-only Facebook group, and you can do quizzes that will get you CEU points. They got it all. If you guys are interested in trying out Physio Network, you can start your seven-day free trial now by using the link in the show notes or our bio on Instagram. This will give you the option to play around, see what you like, do you like listening, do you like reading, and just seeing the amazing content that they give you guys, and then you will join because Physio Network is amazing. We'd love to hear from you guys. If you have signed up for Physio Network, please let us know how your experience has gone. We'd love to hear, and we can pass on that information to them. Also, we are super pumped to finally announce the release of the Movement Coffee Club. What is this, you ask? This is a way that you guys can continue to connect and support the PT Coffee Cast community. So we have three clubs available for you guys. We have the Espresso Club, which each month you will get a personal message from Will and myself thanking you for the support the second club we have is the cafe club where you get everything in the espresso club as well as a shout out on an episode put on the list of the coffee club supporters and a bonus episode each month and then lastly we have our favorite club the mug club you get everything in the first two clubs as well as a pt coffee cast mug a monthly coffee subscription of our own coffee blend and a monthly mug club zoom call the reason why we put this club out is we want to continue to develop ways that we can connect with you guys the community as well as have an opportunity for you to support us um, show us some love and allow for us to continue to develop and put out the best possible content you guys can support us for as little as three dollars a month this money is going to go directly back into the podcast for new things like audio equipment video equipment for better video content merch coffee everything's going to go back into the pt coffee cast so we can continue to provide you guys with some pretty cool opportunities if you're interested in supporting us you can check the link in our bio on instagram at the pt coffee cast or at the movement pts and click the coffee club as well as in our show notes of each episode we'll have a link there for you to head over and join guys thank you so much for the continued support and we hope that you enjoy this episode of the pt coffee cast Welcome to the Movement PT Coffee Cast, where we sit down and talk about physical therapy, health, and whatever else comes to mind during our coffee-infused conversations. Here we go. 
what's going on guys welcome back to the pt coffee cast brought to you by the movement my name is dalton and alongside me today is my beautifully bearded friend william william how are we doing today well you should say welcome back to back because well what happened i didn't hit record bro (laughs) and i knew it was gonna happen we're trying we, we got a new podcast set up we're trying to level up you know this is the first time we're gonna try to shoot this with some video and your boy didn't hit record on the recorder so me and will were just going on for at least 15 minutes (laughs) without recording a single word so we're gonna run it back luckily we like podcasting so it's not a big deal (laughs) yeah (laughs) oh man all right overall though it's been a good day it's been a good day i was saying the last time we recorded this episode that I've kind of fell short on the coffee thing because I've been drinking way too much coffee on Fridays, which is probably why I forgot to hit record. And so I haven't been having coffee on the podcast and I didn't want my head to explode. That's why I didn't have one. Well, that's the problem right there. We know what the solution is. I should have just had the coffee, man. (laughs) But no, it's been a good day. You know, like, like you were saying, um, we had our, our first like clinic kind of rounds with the with our clinicians and uh, our our mentees um, that we have here at the movement, which was cool, um, having them in here doing some force gauge testing, going through clinical scenarios, um, I know that's something that you've been leading up and doing a really good job of. So that was cool to see that kind of go down today for the the first one. Yeah, it's fun. You know, it's like a new kind of challenge for me, just sort of facilitating that, and I think it's. Uh, it's great. We get a chance to just sort of collaborate on cases, especially some of the more challenging ones, and come up with uh, different ideas on how to navigate those and whatnot. So uh, it's awesome. We have a great team to do that with. So it was really fun. Yeah. And um, what we wanted to dive in today, guys, is we want to kind of continue off of our last episode. If you haven't checked it out, we talked about um, identifying people's whys, why it's important to do that, how you do it. Um, what happens if some people don't have a why or aren't able to like come up with one on the spot and in something that we we talked about on the last one that was important is identifying expectations and then another little thing we're going to touch on is um, identifying barriers early on um, that that individual may face throughout their plan of care um, that you guys can address so that we can help navigate those things um and so around kind of identifying expectations, I think there's like a couple ways you can, you can look at it. Um, you know, one thing that's important is like identifying the expectations for that initial assessment, that initial meeting with the client, and then identifying expectations for what it's going to look like um, working together. And a couple ways in which, you know, you can ask certain questions um, to do that. But before we dive in that, I, I want to ask you, um, you know, why do you think it's important to identify expectations with clients? I think if you're not aligned on expectations, then what you're doing could be right, you know, in terms of the approach that you're taking. You could be doing exercises that make sense, uh, you know, whatever it is that you're working on. But if they're not on the same page as you in terms of, the how to achieve their goal, um, what they thought physio was going to look like, what they thought the sessions were going to entail, then it's unlikely that you're going to have the opportunity to work with them on that. And so that's where 
being aligned and on the same page with respect to those expectations right from the beginning and then continuing to be on the same page with that is so important. That's a good, that's a good note on like continuing to be on the same page. Cause those expectations might shift throughout the plan, plan of care. So constantly like coming back to like those I think are important. Yeah. Or else the stuff that you're doing is sort of arbitrary. It has to be meaningful uh, to them. Right. Yeah. And, and some of the, you know, the kind of bad outcomes that I've had in the past or, you know, let's say not so good relationships with clients. Cause that does happen. Um, have been around mismanagement of expectations like 100%. And I've had situations where maybe the plan of care wasn't going so well and like the things that we were trying weren't working the way that we anticipated, but our expectations around the the sessions and what we do and each other were, were set early, that it's actually kept them engaged and prevented them from falling off just because we had those expectations established. So I think it's uh, it's super important to do. Yeah, you're right. It's like if it can come down to how how likely are we to deal with adversity, like something like that in the assessment, if they are under the impression it's going to be a smooth process the entire time and then something happens, then you might lose that client and lose the opportunity to go forward. Whereas if it's established right from the beginning, hey, it's super normal for rehab to be up and down and then you run into a flare-up kind of situation although that's still challenging to deal with you because you guys are on the same page then you might have the opportunity to then navigate with them and navigate that with them and ultimately move forward yeah totally what um what are some questions that you ask to to start to identify those things I think right from the beginning, the one that I ask, uh, I think we both do this pretty pretty often, is what their previous experience has been with, uh, whether it's physio or rehab or any kind of uh, rehab kind of experience, and go from there because that opens up so many further conversations around expectations. Yeah, for sure. I think it's a good one because it, you know, if they have had a past physio experience, they'll tell you a little bit. They'll tell you what what that was, and that for me, and I'm assuming for you too, gives you a lot of information. Um, because you know, maybe their their last physio or their last experience was more passive care, more um, you know, ultrasound tens, hot pack, you know, type approach. And for me, right away, I'm like okay, this is definitely opposite of how we approach things here. So it just in my mind gives me an idea of like some of the conversations that we're going to have to have in order to make sure that those expectations are, are met. Right. And I think it just gives you little mental notes to get an idea, to get an idea of where the person's at as well as the opposite is maybe they're coming from a place that's very similar to the way that we, we practice. And it's like, Oh, okay, cool. I know that their mind is already in that way of thinking which is cool. Maybe I don't have to dive into some of those things as much, right? And then still kind of share how maybe we're a little bit different than that and here's why type thing. Um, I think the other thing too is it it can give you a, a, a gauge on how they really feel about physio. Like maybe they had a really bad experience in their previous, their previous physio. And we do see 
we do tend to see people who have had physio before and it just didn't work out for them for whatever reason. Um, getting an idea of like why that didn't work out for them, I think is super important because then it's like, okay, we got to make sure that we don't do that. Or if that is something we need to do and it didn't work out last time, how do we overcome that so that we can make it work like this time around? Or maybe they've never had a experience at all. And so you're the first time they're having a physio session. So it's an opportunity for you to take them through, hey, this is what the process looks like because they're probably super confused never having been to uh, see a, a rehab professional before. So you can outline, hey, this is what we do. We go through a subjective. Uh, the purpose of this is to understand your story um, and kind of understand what your goals are, where we want to get to, and then kind of go from there along the process of the session. Yeah, and I think that's important because sometimes I forget to ask that at times, just assuming that, that people have been before, they know. And I could see how the uncertainty of not knowing what really a physio does or what they're going to do in that session could be very um, – could drive a lot of anxiety or worry in someone who's just unfamiliar with it, especially if you're already coming in with an injury and you're already not in a good place. Like, It's definitely something that um, can make people feel – a little bit uneasy so I think it's it's definitely important you know to address to address it for sure and even just you chatting like usually what I I do within that about setting expectations is I will give them an overview of what we're going to do in the session today so that they understand like what we're going to do right now and where we're going to get to and I think that that's good um, because I think that can kind of flow into another question that you you brought up before is um, have we covered everything that you want to cover today yeah 100 percent. because a lot of times that person will bring up something that you just specifically they wanted addressed you know they wanted you to check into a little bit more and it's like a last little opportunity to just be like oh hey no problem we can take a look at that or i don't know why that would come up but hey maybe this isn't something that we're gonna do um well, actually, you know, one, one thing that I think comes up a lot is, like I thought, there were going to be a lot more exercises, right? Mm. So maybe that's an opportunity to be like, hey, don't worry, that's coming. However, this is why it's important for us to not rush uh, X, Y, and Z. Yeah, that's a good point. Even if you don't end up doing that in the assessment because it's just time constraint or it's just not maybe appropriate at the time, it's like at least you can identify like, oh, I hear you, I understand that's something you want to look at, here's what we're going to do, you know, to manage that. Versus that them leaving and then being like, well, he didn't really do anything. Yeah, and and I have had experiences in the past where I've lost out, I've lost clients, like they've fallen off or, or it didn't work out because of me not looking at something as simple as like they wanted you to make sure that like there was nothing wrong with their their knee mm -hmm. you know or like wanted the, you to look at one more little thing that was really important to them but they didn't offer up because people aren't going to offer those things up sometimes they're going to be again maybe they're a little concerned maybe they're confused like oh they don't do this here that kind of stuff so i think it's important because i've also had people who have been super grateful and probably maybe one of the most powerful things i did for them was look at that because no one else had looked at it before yeah no i mean like I, 
like it's amazing how many times something comes up at the end just asking that question of is there anything i've missed or what have i missed uh that you wanted me to check into or um have we have we met your expectations of the session that kind of thing mm-hmm. but i also think it's important during the whole session to it's like almost obsessive but like continuously setting expectations for every part of the assessment like coming down to hey we're going to do the objective portion now this is what i'm aiming to find right or uh this is what i'm teasing out the the purpose of this particular movement that i'm looking at is this because people then it's not arbitrary what you're going through Mm -hmm. so it's almost like you you have the macro expectations but then you also have those like little micro expectations yeah i think that's key and you can constantly relate those back to their why and their goals, right? Because you've already established that most likely or hopefully you have, right? Yeah. And you can constantly reaffirm like, oh, this is why we're looking at this because it's important that we identify how your tissue tolerates this load because your goal is to get back to squatting. Exactly. And, and that really like whether people consciously or subconsciously recognize that it's very important like if they don't pick it up they do feel like you're they don't acknowledge it they're they are feeling comfortable that you're doing that for them yeah it's like you know you're going through like a valgus test it's like hey the reason i want to check this side to side force is i want to see if this is painful in the joint because what you're mentioning to me is like you have trouble with side to side pain Mm -hmm. you get pain when you go side to side Mm -hmm. and then we're gonna go we're gonna try some functional stuff and see how this all relates yeah Ooh, the old the old little (laughs) functional tease (laughs) i like it um the other thing i think it's important on that expectation thing before we get into like some of the identifying barriers is um then getting an expectation for what they expect throughout our time together um and what they hope to get out of it is something that I'll tag on top of that. Um, that way you can get a picture of what they, you know, they expect throughout. Because again, you might get some people who are like, well, I just want a couple exercises. I'm going to do this on my own. Or you might get someone who literally takes the words right out of your mouth and they're like, I'm just, lo- you know, I'm looking for someone who can help guide me through the process. Like I'm, I'm ready to, to make a change and I'm, I'm going to work hard and I'm good at following, following like, you know, things that you set out. Um, and I, I just know that I need a little bit more guidance on, on this stuff. And you're like, all right, let's do it. You know, but it does give you an idea of what they're kind of expecting moving forward because between those two people, you're going to have a lot of different conversations, um, again, around how you're going to, how they're going to be successful. Yeah. So you want to cover like, uh, how much are we expecting to how often are we expecting to meet what's the threshold for spreading that out longer um, how are we going to keep each other accountable during like in between the sessions um, what are maybe some barriers that come up uh, for you that might limit progress things like that yeah no for sure because it gives them it gives them a big picture and, and if it is someone who's just like I just want a couple exercises well, then, and they're they're sitting there with the tendinopathy. You guys are gonna have to have a conversation. Totally. And it's a it's a matter of like when then it gets into like well when does that conversation happen and all mm. all of that stuff. But 
Um, and then you can talk about what the actual sessions will look like. Right. Right. Because it's like, well, I'm glad you brought that up. Um, because here's what often happens, and here's how we use the sessions to tease out how the dosage of these exercises and whether you're ready or not to progress or how to navigate whatever happened in between those sessions during your activity. Yeah. I think taking away as much of the unknown as possible is super important for people and like doing that as soon as possible. Like we do it on the first day when it comes to laying out the plan, you know, it's, it's a rough kind of idea, but the framework's laid out like right away so people can see it. And we, we use the, the whiteboard. So there's a visual representation of it so that people can see where they are, where they need to go, what's going to be filled in between the gaps, what our expectation is of that recovery process and then trying to understand what their expectation is so that we can align those the best that we can. And I think one of the things that I've improved on a lot as my confidence is built in cl- like clinically is um, telling people what that expectation is because it's important that you as the, the physio or the leader in this situation lays out those expectations for how this type of injury gets approached and what's to be expected at each of those those phases even if it's something that maybe that client hasn't done before or again they've said some things that go kind of against that approach I think it's important to at least bring those up so that expectations are met because not only are you trying to meet their expectations or understand where they're coming from they need to understand where you're coming from because we view this as an investment into each other Um, and I think that's important and there's so many things that could come up that uh make you dive into more conversation for example something that comes up commonly is like i want to take care of this knee pain but i'm doing a race in a month right (laughs) that's probably that probably requires a conversation about what we can feasibly expect in that timeline and maybe gives them an opportunity to to think about what they really want to prioritize no race (laughs) <laughs> most of the time it's just pushed through the race let's yeah. be real <laughs> no but it's important that's important yeah. though that's a big thing because then you have that conversation with that person is like oh okay that's your expectation or that's what's going on it's like cool here's what you can expect from the type of injury that you have and how we approach this here's what i think is going to be the most important things for you to think about and and the 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 kind of do's and don'ts or what the outcome can be if you do decide to go through that race and then it's on them to make that decision as to whether or not they want they want that right and that's important to identify early on instead of like three sessions in right and then you're like oh yeah you know what you probably shouldn't race and they're in their mind they're like well i'm racing no matter what there can be tons of different scenarios that come up that are similar to that for sure whether it's time commitment availability um that person's like level of motivation to be held accountable for doing exercises there's all sorts of different scenarios similar to that one but uh in different ways Mm -hmm. where talking about uh here's the ideal plan and then asking them what do you think about this how is this going to fit in your lifestyle 
and just diving more into it and allowing them to bring those things up. Yeah. Um, and I can kind of transition a little bit into it. And we've kind of hit on some of them, but like the importance of identifying barriers and, and kind of identifying them early on, right? And I think a lot of those can come up in conversation when you are asking them about their expectations and, and all that stuff, right? But I think, you know, there's a couple specific things that you can ask, like if they've had if they've had a failed experience before with physio or even with maybe a health-related thing, you can ask them like, hey, you know, what kept you from being successful in the past with this? And sometimes that can bring up, you know, oh, I just uh, I just felt like I didn't have a good enough like communication line with with my clinician, or oh, you know, I I just I was overwhelmed. I had a lot going on, and I didn't have you know enough time to do you know the exercises that they were giving me every single day. I had like ten different exercises that I was doing, right? Like that can start to give you an idea of like where this person has had trouble in the past so that you can make sure that you're not leading that person down a bad route right off the bat right um and then i think another one if someone hasn't had a failed experience because sometimes that's going to happen or they haven't had an experience at all um you know asking them is there anything you foresee during our time together after we've gone through all of this um plan that you feel like um, a barrier would pop up that we need to address and see what they would say after you've laid out the plan, right? Like based off what we just talked about, you know, are there any barriers with this that you foresee um, popping up? What are some of the common ones that you have seen come up? I think like one that's always come up is time. Um, you know, people claim they don't have enough time. Um, I think that's 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 a major one and it's just a matter of identifying what that real reason is like is it actually a time thing or you know is there other things going on there another one that comes up i think a lot of times is like um i'm just not someone who can be consistent or i have trouble being consistent with things like i can see myself being motivated early on but then falling off because i have a hard time staying on top of things you know those are those are two common ones that i feel like come up often um and like you know we we have things in place here at the at our at our clinic to to support people through that because we know that that's a big barrier like accountability is one of the biggest things that i think we we can do as clinicians to really support people but um and then the time thing is just a matter of trying to figure out okay if time's really an issue like we just need to one try to fit it within what they're doing or have a conversation like hey here's where you want to go here's where you are here's what you need to do we got to try to figure out how this this works and sometimes it can't be like just like okay we'll just do one exercise instead of three because sometimes that's not enough to get the person back to where they want to get to so those are two common ones do do you ever see anyone other ones that pop up i'm sure there are there probably are but i think the good thing about that is getting it getting them to verbalize it because later on in the process let's say in the consistency example and you notice that they're not being consistent instead of you saying hey you're not being consistent you need to be more consistent which probably isn't very effective no they've probably heard that before (laughs) it's go back into the why hey 
I know your goal is to get back to running. You told me earlier on that one of the things you struggled with was consistency and like following through on something. I, I noticed you've been trailing off a little bit lately. Um, you know, what's go- tell me a little bit about what's going on. Are there ways that we can get you to get back on track? Mm. And so it, it's like, oh yeah, I committed to that. I said that was a problem. I need to figure out. So there's that like versus like somebody just shouting at them that they need to be more consistent. Yeah. Yeah. And I think another way you can go about doing it too is just like asking, asking them, what do you think we can do to help improve your consistency and get them to think about it and come up with those ideas? Because again, you could tell them like, you got to follow along on the app or whatever but you know having them come up with ideas or ways that they can be consistent is good um, because then they're coming up with the answers and then it's our job to be like okay cool let's support you that way if you would have just given me that ultrasound to begin with Dalton yeah (laughs) yeah um anything else anything else you want to add to to that I don't think so I yeah, was that's pretty good. Like, just making sure that you are aware of what that person's barriers are, um, whether their expectations were met during the initial assessment, and getting as much information as you can in terms of like that person and what they expect, so that you can bring that back uh, later on in the process. Yeah, and I think just to tag on the end of that, and you hit on it at the start, um, it's constantly coming back to these things as the plan goes on because expectations might shift barriers might shift and change so it's never just like one of those things you check off in the checklist on the on the box and you just leave it like we're you're not just like you're not just checking boxes like it's something that you need to constantly reflect on with your client come back to make sure that their expectations are being met um making sure that you guys are on the same page making sure barriers are being addressed because it's going to shift and change throughout the process so it's dynamic like like everything that i feel like we do as physios it's constantly dynamic evolving it's never black or white um it's always we're always living in the gray man and and it's really hard yeah Uh, oftentimes the expectations aren't clearly communicated for for some reason you know whether it's like communication breakdown or just just having difficulty getting getting those points across i think that's that's a main thing but I do think a lot of it comes down to expectations and a lot of the failures are around that. So it's definitely something I reflect on a lot. You know, if I felt like something didn't go well, I often go back to were expectations communicated well? Uh, Was there a breakdown in that communication somewhere? And oftentimes when it's a failed experience, it's us messing up that, I would say, for me too. Or sometimes it can be like I, I'm not someone who tries to blame people like clients and whatnot, but sometimes it can be that they just aren't very effective at communicating it, and it's difficult for you. And you can try all you want, but sometimes people aren't necessarily ready for things, or they just are uh, struggle with that communication. Yeah, totally. I agree with that. Yeah, I think I think it it's a two way street for sure. Um, you know, just reflecting on myself personally and, and times where I've had bad experiences, like there's 
there's often times where I've made mistakes. We've all, we've all done it, but I think it's good. I think it's important you reflect on that and identify, was it you? Was it them? Where did it go wrong? Regardless of who was at fault or where it came from, like you need to identify that so it doesn't happen again and again. So, but we'll wrap it up there, guys. Um, let us know what you think. These are these are things that we're always constantly trying to learn. So if you, you know, ask different questions to identify expectations or identify barriers, let us know. Um, if you guys have any questions that you want us to address on the podcast, hit us up in the DMs on Instagram. Um, we did get a couple as of recent, so I think the next pod me and Will are going to do is just address one of the questions that we got. Um, so I'm pumped about that. So keep those coming, guys. Um, and then if you guys aren't following us on Instagram, head over there, follow us at PT Coffee Cast. If you're unsubscribed to the show, head over to your podcast platform, subscribe. If you've enjoyed any of our episodes, take value away from them. Even when we forget to record them, um, drop us a review. Uh, we'd appreciate that. And uh, yeah, that's all we got for this one, guys. We will see you next time. Have a wonderful day. Peace. <laughs>